Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. I'm John, I have Will here with me, and we are fresh off of watching the Rockets at the Toyota Center in the home opener against the Dallas Mavericks that took place Saturday. It was a pretty good time. It was pretty wacky, yeah. <laughs> we got our Big Red here, we got our Barbacoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding about the second part. I ate Jason's Deli, which John said is about the widest thing possible. <laughs> I wasn't aware how wide it was when I decided to do it. Not the widest thing, but it's <laughs> but it's up there. <laughs> Definitely not ethnic. <laughs> <coughs> Disagree. Um, we saw a wacky game, man. Unfortunately, Dennis Smith Jr. and Seth Curry didn't play, and the Mavericks yeah. started two guys at guard who I've never heard of before. Um... Who 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 is it again? It was, uh, no no no! It was uh, wait who started? Finney Smith and Yogi Ferrell. Oh yeah yeah Yogi Ferrell. Dorian Finney Smith I think is there for real starting power forward. Yeah yeah. yeah. And then Wesley Matthews plays shooting guard. And yeah and Wesley Matthews yeah. <laughs> but uh, no it was a good game. I really like Toyota Center. Um, it has a it has a pretty good environment to it. Uh, the seats we were at were pretty cool. I forget that uh, in basketball arenas no matter where you sit you have a decent view of the court unlike football games where they look like ants from the top yeah and our uh, friend of the pod eric kano has uh, some nice season tickets for with like with the nice side view of the court which is pretty good yeah and him and mo bought the <coughs> authentic rockets jerseys authentic james harden jerseys the 250 dollar oh, yeah. ones it was uh, <laughs> erroneous judgment on their parts my opinion <laughs> They they feel really nice though. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> yeah, you can see your nipples though pretty easily. I couldn't shell out the money for an authentic though. I I went with a Kawhi Leonard Swingman one that was like half the price of that. <laughs> and I bought a very slouchy Rockets sweater <laughs> with a kangaroo pouch pocket in the front. No, but um, no, it was a good game. Uh, everybody except no, on, the only one that was hot was James Harden. <laughs> Yeah, like scored in, like what twenty six in the first half, I think. Yeah, for either team, the it was, yeah basketball wise, it was a disgusting game to watch because the Mavericks shot like twenty eight percent or twenty nine. Yeah, no one game. had a good game on Dallas. The Rockets were up by thirty nine points at one point in the third quarter. Yeah, it was which we left after. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. So the final score was only one hundred seven to ninety one, which does not tell the story of the game. The Rockets were up by eighteen at the end of the first quarter. I'm pretty sure. So. It was never a close game. It was a lot closer in the first half uh, because J.J. Barea kept making inexplicable shots, much to the chagrin of everyone. <laughs> and P.J. Tucker and Luke Mute missed several wide-open three-pointers. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was like a rec league game in a lot of ways. Trevor Ariza stole, like, several open-court passes. And then he <laughs> celebrated by going to the Galleria today. <laughs> yeah, we saw Trevor Ariza at the Galleria. I uh, had a very awkward interaction with him where I said that he had a good game yesterday, and he was like, thanks. And then we saw yeah. him sitting on the floor of Claire's, the, <laughs> the like makeup <laughs> accessory store, waiting for his wife. <laughs> Athletes are just like us. Yeah, I was waiting for my girlfriend to come out of Claire's, and Trevor Ariza was sitting on the floor, all six foot nine inches. <laughs> That was really funny, but um, but yeah, it was a, it was uh, definitely a good home opener, a good way to start off the season at home. It was just a total blowout win. I wish we could have saw, we could have seen Dennis Smith, but yeah, slinging that wood. Yeah, I also wish we could have seen Chris Paul, but apparently he's gonna be out for a little bit. Yeah, uh, I guess we're gonna finally talk about basketball now. <laughs> Stop talking about the fun of the game. <laughs> 
Um, um, Chris Ball supposedly had a knee bruise, a bone bruise in his knee, and so he was limping around in the first game that he played, and then they said they were going to sit him out the second game of the back-to-back, and then they did that, and then news leaked that he was going to be out two to four weeks, and the Rockets were frantically looking for a backup point guard, and it's just... Have they signed anybody? No, not They yet. tried signing Jameer Nelson, but he went to New Orleans. Nah, Demetrius Jackson played point guard for the he's second okay. game yesterday. And he was fine. I thought he, he was fine. He did a couple okay things. I don't know if he's a good shooter or not. I think he only took one three yesterday, and it didn't go in. But he looked okay. But again, it was like playing against a high school team last night. Yeah. Everyone on the Mavs, every single player on the Mavs had a bad game, except for J.J. Berea. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a lot of people are mentioning that Chris Paul left $200 million guaranteed on the table to go to the Rockets, and he's going to start off by missing the first month of the season. So it's not a good start to his Houston tenure, and I'm sure he's just as frustrated or more frustrated than anyone else about it. Yeah. If I'm him, I'm definitely sitting out the full month just, oh, yeah. to, just to make sure that he's healthy because he needs to get paid next summer. Yeah, he, there's, he's not giving up that max contract. There's never been more money at stake with a free agent player, like, in terms of money per year. He's got the absolute maximum amount of money coming to him. He, so he needs to sit this one out until he's perfectly healthy. He purposely spearheaded a CBA rule change that would have allowed him to get a max contract next summer, so he's not he's not giving that up. Yeah, and I'm not ready to say, oh, Chris Paul fucking sucks, because he had one mediocre game in the first game of the season, um, and then he hasn't played. But I think that the Rockets will be fine without him. It does hurt the the, the backcourt depth a little bit. Last night when Harden wasn't on the floor... It was like, oh, you take a turn dribbling the ball. <laughs> you take a turn dribbling the ball. Yeah. They had to actually pull Ariza back in because I think it was, I think they left Gordon out there with Mbamute, Tucker, Nene, and it might have been Ryan Anderson still. And just like they couldn't generate any kind of offense at all. No. Beyond taking open threes. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think they're going to be okay in the short term. I looked up their schedule, and I'm kind of upset that they have such an easy schedule, so they're probably not going to be hurt this much by the Paul injury. I looked ahead, and assuming he misses four weeks from this weekend, that'll be the, what is it, like the weekend of the 18th in November, and here are all the games. I'm so pissed off at how easy (laughs) this schedule is. Here, Here are all the games through the 18th. Grizzlies, Sixers, Hornets, Grizzlies, Sixers, Knicks, Hawks, Jazz, Cavs, Grizzlies, Pacers, Raptors, Suns, Grizzlies. Okay, so my counter, my first counterpoint to you is that the Grizzlies have looked really, really good to start the season, including beating Oklahoma City. Oh, no, beating Golden State last night, which we'll get to a little bit later. We want, we're going to talk about that for a long time. But the Grizzlies, <laughs> playing the Grizzlies four times during that stretch is going to be difficult. And I think the main reasons why are that who the fuck is going to guard Mike Conley? And number two, the, the Rockets always, always play miserably against the Grizzlies. Always. That's so weird. I mean, I'd, they've lost a lot of their pieces. I don't buy this early success that they're having. I think they're going to come back down to earth at some point. I mean, they're, I mean, they're already dealing with injuries. They lost some guys over the summer. And Jermichael Green also. Yeah, Jermichael Green too. And... Uh, they don't really have that good of young talent. But Grizzlies are actually pretty awful at developing players. Like yeah. they've, they've already cut their first round pick that they took last year. 
like uh, that was Wade Baldwin that they cut, and um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not buying Memphis, and they still have Chandler Parsons who sucks. <laughs> so, he sucks a special kind of way. Yeah, he's gonna try to he's gonna be motivated to try to do well against the Rockets, and that's gonna be really bad news for everyone else on the Grizzlies. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he's gonna be chucking like it's uh 2014. Yeah, but that's a super soft schedule. <clears throat> it's not a difficult schedule. Especially considering that the Cavs have been bad so far, which again we'll get to later. Yeah, they, I think we'll do like a little segment later of do we believe the early record of these teams? Yeah, let's give that a bit of time. <coughs> but no, uh, I want to overreact. <laughs> I want to overreact today, John. Let's see. So yeah, I mean that just about does it for the Rockets. Um, not much has been going on with the Spurs. They beat the Bulls last night, eighty-seven, seventy-seven. LaMarcus Aldridge had another really good game. He had a uh, 28-10, and 10, along with two blocks, I think. Um, so that was good to see him continue on pace. But Rudy Gay had another really good game. I think 12 points, I think, but still like working his way back, still showing good signs. Not much else has been going on. There was news that Tony Parker is already uh, going through contact drills, and his expected return is in December, so... We'll see about that. I mean, it, if it's December, that still leaves like a month and like like five, six weeks for him to go from full contact to being game shape ready. So, I don't know. I, I feel like he could come back even earlier than that. But, I mean, that's still good to hear at least. And nothing on Kawhi either, so I don't know what to do with that. So, <laughs> Which seems negative to me. Once again, I'll, uh, I'll rouse some fear here. I just feel like it's negative for them to not have updated that. Um, yeah, just like definitely a, negative for Trent, who has them on his fantasy oh team. So. Um, I just did a quick perusal of the standings, and there's only six undefeated teams left. Does that surprise you? It's been two games for some and three games for other teams. There's only six teams that are undefeated still. Who are those teams? Uh, the Wizards, the Raptors in the East, uh, the Clippers, Rockets, Grizzlies, and Spurs are the only undefeated teams left. So technically, the Rockets already won the championship because they're the only three and out team. <laughs> <laughs> sure, they're the best team in the NBA. Is all I'm saying is that they're the best team in the NBA. <laughs> so then, why get rid of Ryan Anderson? Then if he's a part of an undefeated team. <laughs> Currently, they are the best team in the NBA with the highest winning percentage of all time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, um, yeah. So I just feel like it's a little early for there to be so few undefeated teams. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I mean, <coughs> there isn't really anybody. At this point, uh, the the thing that really surprises me is that none of the dominant teams are like. There's no Cleveland. There's no Golden State. There's no OKC. So that part surprises me. Yeah. And also the fact that the Grizzlies and the Clippers are among the undefeated teams. I forget who they've played though. I don't know if they played anyone <laughs> that good. Uh, the Clippers played the Lakers and the Suns. So no. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that stuff later. I think John wants to go on like a big G League spiel right now. The G League is a NBA's <laughs> developmental league. John has, uh, some feelings. <laughs> no, I mean... About a proposed rule change that has a great impact on the G League. He doesn't have G League feelings. <laughs> yeah. He's just sitting over here watching G, uh, Rio Grande Valley Vipers <laughs> highlight videos. He's not doing that. No, but I was just really intrigued by what Adam Silver said last week about wanting to end the one-and-done rule, but by the way that he wants to d get rid of it is by allowing 18-year-olds to join the G League. 
So it would essentially be high school players going to the G League and then going to the NBA, which I am very much in favor of. He said he wants to do that once all teams have an affiliate. And yeah. uh, 27 of those of the teams are set as of 2019 to have an affiliate. So, yeah, who are the? Do you know who the holdout teams are and why they're fo- so fucking stupid? <laughs> like delaying this awesome thing. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. But. So in the doc, you say that you're pumped as shit for this. Can you tell us a little bit of why you're pumped as shit? Yeah, and then semicolon down with the NCAA <laughs> because I am just about sick of all the really shitty, stupid rules the NCAA has that are pretty much constructed to benefit everybody else except the athletes who are the main reason why they have such a big profit they can't they can't make the people they try to cover it up with scholarships but in reality the scholarships do not cover enough of that and uh and then their way of getting around that is by giving them money under the table which is against the rules and will just like ruin their eligibility once people find out about it yeah they don't have the time to work. They can't sell their gear. They can't. They like, can't uh, have a revenue Twitch stream like that kicker from Florida. Yeah, yeah. You can't <laughs> post a video of yourself doing your sport or whatever you yeah, do. Yeah, like, ha- having ads on. You can't have ads on your fucking YouTube channel. Yeah, there's no way for you. Like they've pretty much they prohibited every possible way for athletes to make money off of their athletic ability. They need to find another way to make money but if you're an athlete you don't really have the time to do that because you're focused so much on school and athletics and in a lot of schools you're not even allowed it's not like you're allowed yeah yeah and so i am excited for it because they would actually be paid um so they so they would be on a regular like salary and like even if it's and even if it's the really low g league salaries that they have now like like it would be for all of the college players who, all of the players who would be joining the D League, I would imagine the salary would be, be around thirty thousand. Yeah. Which for one year is okay for an eighteen-year-old to live off of. Yeah, and um, obviously it'll be like an insulated thirty thousand too because they'll have per diem for money or yeah. for um for food, and then they'll probably have team housing and they'll probably yeah, yeah. have road housing, all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's like thirty thousand dollars just to spend on whatever the fuck you want to spend on. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you'll still be, and then after that they'll be able to have their own like gear. They'll have endorsements. They'll be making more than the thirty thousand, and they can be. It, it'll be a steady transition into the financial phases of an athlete, which I think is pretty nice because, I would imagine like going from, thirty thousand plus to a million dollars is, like a little smoother of a transition than going from having no money at all to a million dollars. And there's already, like, there's already two sports that I can think of off the top of my head that utilize this system. And baseball does it, and to, like, a, a stranger extent, uh, Major League Soccer does it. Baseball, like, your guys are drafted, and regardless of how good of a prospect are, except, like, maybe one out of 10,000 prospects go to either double A or single A or rookie ball or triple A, and they get paid, like, absolute garbage for several years or for at least a few years, and they have to earn their spot up. And it would be the similar thing if there was a G League draft. Like, we would get to see which guys actually had NBA talent and which guys were tough enough to make it day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. 
And so... Um, and you wouldn't have to deal with the NCAA, which baseball's been subverting forever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I'm just... <laughs> And people would be interested in watching for like all the reasons that they're interested in watching college basketball. Like the like the watchability of the of the G League will become will skyrocket. It'll be so much higher, especially if you see them. Uh, I don't know if how much better of an indicator it'll be if they have NBA level talent, but it will be a lot more interesting to see players who are going to be in the NBA draft go up against players who were already in the draft or had, or had former NBA careers who were trying to work their way back yeah. up. That seems like a much more idea of uh, a way to assess their overall talent level and potential than going against college players who are never going to make it to the NBA. Yeah. Then starring for three weeks in the NCAA tournament. Like, that's not an indication of whether or not you can play in the NCAA, yeah. as evidenced by the career of Ron Baker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh and it would be it would be really fun to see those guys put in that situation where they're not guaranteed millions of dollars. They have to actually play in front of those executives and with this team infrastructure and all that stuff. One of the main reasons why they ended straight out of high school to NBA stuff was because people were complaining that a, a lot of those guys weren't emotionally ready to be in the NBA, and B, yeah. they weren't worth the amount of money that they were having to be paid. This eliminates both of those issues. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> such a it's a good transition year. Like, like with the money thing, like that takes care of that. You have a better idea of what their pay will be, and then um, with the talent level, and then another thing too is that everyone just thought that the eighty two game schedule, like the essentially the year round schedule was too much for an 18-year-old. And with the D-League, you take care of that because I don't remember how many games there are in the D-League, but it's like, I think like 30, 40, something like that. It's not a lot. Which is a, which is much better than the 82-plus yeah. that NBA teams go through. I mean, I, I, I really don't see any downside to this. Like, all of the... And, I mean, and it's it would still be up to the players whether or not they want to join. I mean, they could go to the G-League. Like, I, I think it, would, it could still be, like, a good thing to have, like, the maybe the top of the talent join the D-League and then the players who would be like second rounders or players outside of that scope still go to college and they still have that that platform to show their game on. So I don't think... So I think it just benefits more players. It benefits everybody except the NCAA, which I love. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't deserve the benefit. Because <laughs> yeah. they're just making money off of free labor. That's all that they're doing. Yeah. Like they're this... not earning the money in any way. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm all for that. It's, it's going to be years until this happens. I mean, he said that, uh, Silver said that he wanted it to happen once they have, all teams have an affiliate, and that's not going to happen until at least 2020. But, I mean, I'll be looking forward to that the day that it becomes a reality. Yeah, I'm wet for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super wet for it. Let's see, um, you know, a team that might be worse than college players right now, the <laughs> Phoenix Suns. Oh, man. Every um, time that we've recorded, we've thought to ourselves, what are we going to talk about? And then, like, hours before we record, something big happens that allows us to talk on the podcast. And today, that was I Ate Jason's Deli, and that was the episode. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it wasn't that. It's that the Suns fired Earl Watson, and it became the quickest ever firing in NBA history. Three games, but, okay, but, John, they lost two of those games by greater than 40 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, 
I think he said that this was the highest combined loss total after three games, which I think they were at like 96 points, I think. Yeah, even even though they lost the second game to the Lakers by only two, the average loss was still higher than 30. Yeah. Which is, it's honestly fucking incredible. Like, I'm honestly impressed that you could be that shitty at basketball. Not even the Sixers were that bad when they were going through the process. <laughs> no, they released, they had guys out there who were trying. Yeah, and with the Suns... I I mean I knew they were never good, but I missed whenever they became this horrible. Like, I mean, I I mean they don't really have any depth beyond Bledsoe, Booker, Josh Jackson. And is Jared Dudley on that team? Ah, uh, uh-huh. he's on a team. I think it might be them. <laughs> um, so it's, it's funny that you mentioned Eric Bledsoe first. He tweeted several hours ago today, Sunday. I don't want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> that then, tweet, as of recording, had twenty four thousand retweets and seventy five thousand likes. Yeah, and then like <laughs> a couple hours after that was when Earl Watson got fired. Yeah, so, so he might have already known about Watson getting fired. Yeah, I mean, God, I mean they're terrible, and I do feel bad for Eric Bledsoe. It feels like Eric Bledsoe has been on the Clippers for uh, the Suns forever. He really has. Like, um, and he's had nothing to look forward to. They and had, he was on the Clippers before that, right? Yeah, he was on the when Clippers. When they were terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a pre, or no, he was there the, I think he was there the first year of Chris Paul, and then he left. I yeah, think. so he was there for the, first, the the Vinny Del Negro year. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel bad for him. Uh, they he's really, had terrible injury luck. Yeah, he really needs to, I don't know, who... who you know who I really feel bad for? Brandon Knight. <laughs> Brandon Knight. <laughs> He's out with a torn ACL. But yeah. the team cashing his checks isn't like absolute turmoil. Like they could trot Brandon Knight out there with a like a, a knee brace on and crutches and they would still probably not lose by more points <laughs> than they've been losing by anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean I just Yeah, the Suns competing with the Bulls for the worst team in the league so far. <clears throat> yeah, um so our tanking battle update. The Hawks accidentally won a game already. <laughs> the Nets are 2-1, and one, including beating the Hawks tonight. So yeah. it's looking like a three-way race right now between the Bulls, the Suns, who are like the early leader in the clubhouse, <laughs> and the Dallas Mavericks, who are also fucking god-awful. Dirk, just please retire. You're tainting your legacy. He was so bad yesterday. <laughs> he couldn't make a jump shot over Harden. He couldn't make a jump shot over... Eric Gordon, he couldn't do, he literally could do nothing yesterday. Yeah, he was bad. I have never seen an NBA team defend the rim worse than the Mavericks. <laughs> Even when Nerlens Noel was on in the game, it was literally a layup line. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so, I mean, this is just something I just cooked up in the trade machine. Oh, God. <laughs> you tell me who would say no to this deal. Eric Bledsoe, back to the Clippers. For Milos Teodosic, Lou Williams, and a draft pick. Milos Teodosic is out indefinitely, as of a couple minutes ago. Whenever he comes back. I mean, at some point, I mean, yeah. Who, just What is the rest of the deal? Teodosic and what? Uh, Lou Williams and a draft pick. Who says no? Yeah. Uh, the Clippers, probably. <laughs> you think so, really? Um, I mean, I think they want to see what they have with Teodosic, honestly. Enough to pass up getting Eric Bledsoe? Mm, does, it, does that deal work? Yeah. Uh, what is what is Tadosage's contract situation? He is making six million, and um, he has 
he has a funky second year option that it's a player option but even if he picks it up it's not fully guaranteed so the team can still cut him if they want okay, to. And what's Williams on? Is this is the final year of his deal? His final year at $7 million. Yeah, I don't think either team says no to that deal, honestly. <laughs> you, should say, you should email that to Doc Rivers. <laughs> you really should, man. That would be a good deal for them. <laughs> Let me if see. they had Beverly and Gordon on the court, or not, Bledsoe. I, I always have confused Eric Gordon and Eric Bledsoe. Even though they're, they're kind of dissimilar players. but Yeah. Let me see. Uh, let's see. Who else? Um... Let's see, what about... I'm trying to come up with a deal for Cleveland. I don't know, what about... What about Bledsoe for Kyle Corver, Shanning Fry, and a future pick? Kyle Corver, Shanning Fry, and a future pick. I don't think that the Cavs would do that. You don't think so? No, I think that those guys are probably more important. Hmm. Okay. I mean, probably. I, just, I don't see it. They don't want another backcourt guy. Who like you are adding another guy who needs to handle the ball? Yeah, that's to, true. To four already that they have, counting Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and Dwayne Wade has been terrible. Maybe they <laughs> maybe they need another one because Dwayne Wade just hasn't been that good. Uh, well, he has been bad, and. Uh, Derek Rose sprained his ankle. He's going to be out a couple weeks, probably. So. Oh, yeah, right. I don't know. Speaking of it, do we want to move on to the Cavs and how dog shit they've been so far this season? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, this has been a weird start to the year because all the good teams are losing and all the bad teams who should be tanking are winning at this point. Yeah, I mean, the Cavs did beat the Bucks. Um, and what was a weird back-and-forth game. And, I mean... It's surprising to me that people remember that the Cavs actually won that game because of all the disgusting fapping that's been going on thinking about Giannis Antetokounmpo and how he's going to win MVP because he's had three 30-point games to start the season. They they lost one of those games. The only one against a good team, they lost. I mean, that's, that's exactly <laughs> the point that I was making before the season started. People don't give a shit about how the Bucks are going to do. If they, at least if they make the playoffs still, Giannis is going to win the MVP. I just think that that is like... Very silly. But, you know, uh, MVP I mean, voting I, gets worse and worse every year. I don't think it would be that silly. <laughs> I mean, Giannis is, like, he's, like, the perfect kind of player. Like, well, no, because he can't really shoot from three all that well. But, I mean, he's a really, really good slasher. He can score at will in the paint. He's a, a really, really good defender. He's super long, can rebound, steal, block. Yeah, and I mean, the mold was already broken last year. Westbrook won MVP, and the Thunder were shitty, and they finished sixth, and then they got destroyed in the first round of the playoffs, and they gave him MVP anyway, so I, it's already been broken. I would feel better about Giannis winning it than Russell Westbrook last year, because <laughs> Russell Westbrook winning last year, it was just Russell Westbrook being the same player except with a shitty team, Yeah, and so that's how he was able to up his stats. I think the Bucks will probably finish third or fourth, so there's probably a good chance he'll win it. Yeah, and with Giannis, this is actual progression that he's making. He's actually becoming a better player, so I wouldn't really mind it from that aspect. I think the only caveat or like trepidation I have of him winning it, and I think that this will be true for a lot of people, is if in like the really televised, like, national TV games if they can never beat any of the other good teams. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just not that good. But um, I mean, their roster is good though. Especially compared to other Eastern Conference teams. But if they're, like, playing the Raptors on a TNT game and they can't beat them, or they're playing the Wizards, who'd have just as shitty of a roster. Like, the the Wizards have three or four good guys. I mean... I'm counting Gortat and Morris as one total. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with Milwaukee, I mean, they're still young, and they always have to deal with injuries. They have, like... I hope that they're not injured this year for that reason. I want to see how good they actually are. Yeah, because... Is Chris Middleton good? Is Jabari Parker? <laughs> yeah, I really like Chris Middleton and Jabari. I mean, Middleton is healthy again. Jabari is is not. I don't think he's going to come back to like, January or February. Oh, really? Yeah, because he tore his ACL last year. Yeah. And then, um... I thought he was expected back before that. And then, like, he, he just doesn't really... He has good players around him, but no one, like, that good. I mean, it's Giannis, and then... Middleton and Brogdon and, and Delhi and yeah. and like the uh, ghost of Greg Monroe. Yeah, Monroe, <laughs> Don Macaire. Like it's Don Macaire. <laughs> John literally just became French. He's wearing a beret now. <laughs> if you hear him chewing, it's definitely a baguette. <laughs> I don't think that he's French. <laughs> I know, but you said that it's so French. Yeah, he's Sudanese. Yeah, I don't think they speak French in Sudan. But <laughs> John does when he's in Sudan. Everybody calls him Maker, but I just like calling him Maker because that's actually how you pronounce his name. He just left everyone yeah. call him Maker because he's a nice guy who doesn't want to correct people. Yeah, it's like the Rockets announcer called Luke Mbamute, Luke Bamute. <laughs> and I was like, bro, we're not saying it like that. <laughs> One thing that really bothers me is the way Bill Simmons says it. He says Luke Mbamute. Just like, you just say the Mbamute. That's not hard. I don't know. I hate whenever people act like names are so hard to say they're not. Yeah, and Bill Simmons is especially egregious in that fashion. I wish that Bill Simmons was like a quiet billionaire who just created these things and then never talked again. Because I love both of his websites and 30 for 30 and all that stuff but I'm just so tired of actually hearing him talk. Yeah, yeah, he's just Please stop talking. Yeah, he's just trying to get numbers. But uh yeah, I mean with the Bucks, they're just I don't think they're that good. I mean, they didn't do anything that what what did they win last year? Like 42 games and yeah. they didn't do anything to upgrade the roster. So, I think they can win a little bit more just by natural progression of their players, but I'd be surprised if they win more than 46. I just feel like you got to win 50 games in the East to win MVP. I mean, I, I just don't think that that's true anymore. <laughs> I, I, I think it's becoming less and less about team success. I mean, I think as long as your team makes the playoffs, if you're that good, you'll win MVP. I just don't want the further Trumpification of everything, where, like, anything is on the table at any time, and there are no norms, and there's no reason behind anything. People are just deciding on the third game of the season that this guy's going to win MVP, and, like... I'll be damned now. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's as nonsensical this year because last year when Russell Westbrook was doing his thing, everyone was thinking, like, that was a whole conversation last year. Like, how do we judge this? Like, the team isn't that good, but the guy's putting up a triple-double, so which outweighs the other? And with, the, and with Giannis, he's actually that good. He's not averaging a triple-double because his team sucks. He's, like, just that good of a player. I don't know. I don't know if he is averaging a triple-double. It's pretty close to it. It's close to it at this point. For yeah, sure. and then... Um, I mean, people can just tell that Giannis is that good. It's not about all the surrounding factors. It's him being that good. So I don't think it's as terrible as last year's conversation. I'm with you, but last year... I'm going to use the Rockets as an example. 
last year the Rockets supporting cast was Eric Gordon, Patrick Beverly, Ryan Anderson, and Trevor Ariza for the most part. Until they added Lou Williams and Nene later on. Yeah. And Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Howard wasn't on the team last year. He wasn't on the team last year? Oh, no. yeah, that's Clayton right. <laughs> oh, yeah, he spent a year on the on the Hawks. I, I, yeah. I, I'm already forgetting about Dwight Howard. So, are those guys considerably better than the guys on the Bucks? I don't think they are. I think they are. <laughs> you think Trevor Ariza is considerably better than Eric Gordon are? Than, like, Chris Middleton and Jabari Parker? Like, if it's, like, Eric Gordon... Uh, Trevor Reza, Clint Capella, Lou Williams. Lou Williams uh, was only there for like two months. Yeah, and a, and a Patrick Beverly too. Like all those guys, or 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 what? Middleton, Brogdon, Deli, Jabari. I think I take the Rockets group. Yeah, but it's not by like some crazy margin. No, right? no. And that Rockets team won fifty five games last year. Yeah, I just you can't. <laughs> If you can't get to 50 in the East, it's not like his team is dog shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think they pick up, like, a couple more wins because of, like, the Celtics entry to Hayward, and, I mean... Like, the only thing that he has going for him, really, is that there's not, like, a second discernible star player on his team. Because Chris Middleton has gotten injured every time he looks like he's going to be a star player. Yeah, I mean, same goes for Jabari, too. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if it keeps going the way it goes, he's going to win. I don't really... Unless, like... The only way that I could see... I mean, at this point, I would assume that the only other person who is that close to to dethroning him would be Kawhi. And he hasn't played yet. And I think... I think... A lot of people are pretty worried about Kawhi, so like I think in order for him to have an MVP kind of year, he needs to come back even better, because I think if he comes back being the Kawhi Leonard that he was last year, it's going to be a strike against him that he missed these first few games, but if he comes back better than ever, then people are going to forget that he was injured to begin with. I think that there's an outside chance that James Harden can win MVP this year, um, because I anticipate Chris Paul having injury issues for the entire season. It's yeah. rare that a player starts off injured and then comes back and is just great the rest of the year. Yeah. And so I think that if the Rockets can maintain a two or three spot in the West, that Harden has a good chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see how Harden can still win it. I mean, it, I feel like this is also like part of like the disadvantage of being in the West is that like with Milwaukee and Giannis... I think they just have to finish, like, top four for it to be, like, hands down going to Giannis. And in the West, like, either Kawhi or Harden, I think, like, they have to be close to finishing ahead of the Warriors for them to be voted in. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Speaking of finishing ahead of the Warriors, several (laughs) teams. Right now, currently, as it sits, ten teams are ahead of the Warriors in the Western Conference. (laughs) Because after losing again last night, they dropped to one and two on the season. They're tanking for Luka Doncic. (laughs) If you don't know who Luka Doncic is, I don't know if Will knows who Luka Doncic is. He's a Slovenian guard, sir. But he is going to be really, really fucking good. He may be the number one pick in next year's draft, and I'm all in on Luka Doncic. You should look up his highlights. This is not a Luka Doncic (laughs) draft report podcast. Speaking of things that matter currently right now in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors lost their second game out of three to start the season last night 
to the Grizzlies by 10. And in said game, Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant were both ejected from the game. And Curry did or did not throw his mouthpiece at the referee. I mean, he definitely did. <laughs> he says that he didn't because he can aim better than that and he would have hit him. <laughs> I mean, if he could have aimed better, they wouldn't have lost that game. <laughs> Curry actually had a very good game. Did he? He was the only player on the team who had a good game. <laughs> I think he had like 32 points or something. Uh, uh, He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> I thought it was super funny that... Uh, did you see Network's tweet about it? No. Uh, he tweeted that uh, was it Steph Curry and Durant getting ejected from the game. It was like whenever a nerdy kid tries smoking. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why they are not doing better. I mean, I, I don't know. Wait, is, is, did Iguodala play in that game? Uh, I don't think so, but I don't remember, so I'm going to check it really quick. I don't know, maybe Draymond is still feeling the hit to his knee from the opener against Houston, even though he, I, was, I think he played. He did. But, uh... Let's see here. Yeah, uh... <sighs> I mean, it's Golden State. Uh, I mean, they're going to bounce back from oh, this. But Iguodala played and Green played. They combined for three points that's... in 64 minutes. That's really weird. <laughs> Who played well on Memphis? Who, like... uh, Marcus all had 34 and 14. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> but Curry had 37 points, and Durant had 29 and 13. Yeah. Curry had 37 points in 30 minutes and then was ejected. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's the Warriors, so they're going to bounce back from this, but it was pretty funny to see them not doing so well to start off. Yeah, it, it gave me a lot of happiness, <laughs> certainly. Let's see, I wonder if... When do they play, like, a really, like, good team? When do they have a game that's worth a damn? Let's see. Let me see. They uh, play the Mavericks tomorrow, so that's not it. <laughs> that is not it at all. Uh, let me see here. They play the Raptors on Wednesday, which, eh. I don't think the Raptors really move the needle for me. They are undefeated, though. <laughs> yeah, when I got Serge Ibaka, Eric, I know you're still jealous of me having Serge Ibaka on my fantasy team. They play the Wizards on Friday, so it's, it's not happening anytime soon. So no. I'm basically just looking at when they play the Rockets or the Spurs again. I don't think that's happening anytime soon, so... Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, they play. I think they play the Rockets on like November 11th or November 14th or something. Uh huh. Um, Let's see who. Because Eric told me that he sold the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go, but okay. Uh, who else? The Cavs losing to the Magic. Ooh, they lost to the fucking Magic last night. Yeah, I don't oh know. My God. Let's see. Rose missed that game, right? He hit, he was already yeah, out he, before. He missed that game. Yeah, and then Dwayne Wade still, like I said earlier, still hasn't played well. I think in these, I think he still hasn't hit double digits in points yet. The Magic held the Cavs to ninety three points last night, and they had lost seventeen straight games against the Cavs. That's so weird. And then let's see who else. Wait, so if, your boy Jonathan Simmons scored nineteen points in twenty minutes last night. Yeah, he's doing better. Like, I'm happy for him. Yeah, Wade had five points in 16 minutes last night. And Jay Crowder minutes? did not score. God, who's playing the bulk of minutes at guard, then? Uh, Shumpert did last night. He played 29 minutes. That's so weird. I don't like Shumpert. And then Corver and Smith combined for four points. Yeah, but this was just a really shitty game for the Cavs. Oh, yeah, that reminds me that, uh, <laughs> what was it, uh, Gary Newman, I think? Is that yeah. your friend's name? Yeah, yeah, he asked us on the Twitter account, uh, 
Would it be better if they started Corver instead of Wade? Um, would it be better for like their spacing and yeah. like general flow in their offense? Absolutely, it would be better, but they'll never ever do that. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> they'll, def- they'll start Gr Smith before they start Corver. I was about to say like, like this this conversation like they definitely need to change the lineup to add more spacing and shooting. But I would do it with Gr Smith instead of Kyle Corver. Yeah, I think Kyle Corver and Dwayne Wade would be really nice pieces off the bench, and Gr Smith start. Yeah, but that's not going to happen because egos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dwayne Wade didn't sign there to to play bench to Kyle Korver, and I mean that's dumb, certainly of him. And like, it's you're absolutely right. Kyle Korver would be way better in the starting lineup, as would J.R. Smith. Yeah. But I think I think that like, this isn't even a hot take. I think that J.R. Smith is irrevocably washed. Like, I think that he is done as a good basketball player. When is the last time J.R. Smith had a good game? Let's see. So he hasn't played well at all. No, he had two points last night. He hasn't played well at all to start the season. That's so weird. And he was terrible to end last season, including in the playoffs. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. so far this year, he's had 10, then 7, then 2. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his shooting numbers. Yeah. 1 for 3, 1 for 6, over 4 from 3-point range. Yeah, I just think that he's done. Like, almost anybody would be an upgrade from him right now. Uh, I think... Except for Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not Dwayne Wade. Who's also been terrible but can't even pretend to shoot threes. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope for the Cavs' sake that he's not washed because he still has like two more years on his deal. That's ugly. At least they got him for cheap, right? Uh, four years, fifty-seven. Oh, so no, they didn't get him for cheap. They yeah. got him for almost fifteen million a year. That's yeah. a really fucking bad deal. Oh my god. Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't know. I think it's a bit of a stretch to I'll, say he's washed right now. I'll but. tell you how bad he is, though. I wouldn't trade him for Kyle or uh, for Ryan Anderson straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd that, say hell no. That definitely says something. I think Maury would cackle if the calls if the Cavs <laughs> called about that. Um, speaking of the darlings of everyone in the NBA, we weren't really, but this is a non sequitur. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers are quietly zero and three. I mean, good for them. <laughs> I mean, they're not... I mean, but they wanted to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Wait, and Bede who... did not play last night because it was a back-to-back. But Ben Simmons was great. He almost had a triple-double. Everyone else on the team, essentially, was dog shit. Yeah, I mean, whenever... I mean, they're still going to have that restriction for Embiid, and whenever he's not playing, they're going to be bad. Because once he's gone, they just have Simmons... And Fultz and Redick and not much else beyond that. And I'm pretty sure Redick has been pretty terrible so far this season. Let's see. Yeah, they lost by 34. Redick has had 12, to the 19, and 6 in the three games so far this season. So oh, that's, that's, that's not worth $20 million so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for him for getting that money. Not good for him also because he's a free agent next summer. So yeah, He's not going to be getting any more of that money if <laughs> he's playing like that. Yeah, yeah, but... um. I think it, John, I don't know if you agree with me, but through three games, I am already willing to declare that Ben Simmons is a 100% real badass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely is. I love Ben Simmons. Oh my god. <laughs> that guy is legit. Like He's, he's still... averaging 16, 10, and 6 in his three first three NBA games. And he's that... averaging damn near a triple-double. And that's with zero jump shot to his game. No jump shots. So once he can get a mid-ranger going, it's over. <laughs> He's had, uh, he's averaging a double double, and that's because he's had a double double in all three of the games to start his career. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> I love I love Ben Simmons, and I think that that, I mean I, I, I love that because uh, I think jo- I think Joel Embiid is the perfect pairing for him because Joel Embiid can stretch the floor, and jo- he's just so good. And then Markel Fultz, who I think is probably going to be better off the ball, 
And so it's really nice to transition his career as an NBA player with Ben Simmons by his side because Ben yeah. Simmons is really good at handling the ball and can find open spots for him. The uh, only issue that I see right now with the Sixers is that they lost the opening game by five to the Wizards in a really tight, close game. The Wizards had to pull away at the end. They lost the second game to Boston without Gordon Hayward by ten. Yeah. And then they played the next game the next night without Embiid, obviously, and at Toronto, but they got shit-rolled by 34. And that's, like, that's demoralizing. That's, like, a demoralizing loss. The first two are, like, fine, you know? But what a, what a fucking murderer's row of a schedule to start with Washington, Boston, and Toronto. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, can't be, it could not be worse. Yeah, there's that. And also, like, the Raptors are still good. And especially without yeah, Embiid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like just, yeah, so I don't really put that much stock into that loss. Because... I just hope that they can turn around in the next game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who do they play next? The Pistons, who are two and one. So I don't know. Yeah, Pistons I mean, are another well-drilled team, though. That's about the level of competition that I think they're at. So I think that's a that's a pretty good game to see where they're at. So. It'll be interesting to see if Embiid can shit all over Andre Drummond, and I think that he can. Yeah, he absolutely <laughs> can. And then, uh, yeah, so that'll be cool. Yeah, and then um, let's see who. What else do we got? We got oh uh, the got, Thunder. I was about to say, I know you want to go in on this. So. Woo! <laughs> okay, so the Thunder lost to the Jazz last night in a bad, bad game for them. What Russell Westbrook, your MVP, assholes, had <laughs> six points and seven turnovers. He had thirteen assists. I'm sure he was stat hunting. <laughs> Carmelo and uh, Paul George both had more than 20 points. Um, other than that, just like the rest of their team is going to do every night, they didn't do shit. <laughs> and they lost to the Jazz, who, granted, have looked way better than we gave them credit for. They've already beaten the Thunder and the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I really like them. I mean, I was worried that the lack of offense would be too much, but they so far... Looking good. And They're with, doing exactly what they want to do, which was make it an ugly defensive game and winning those games. So, And as long as Ricky Rubio and Rudy Gobert are healthy, they're going to keep winning games. But as of, with four minutes left, as of 8.10 p.m. on Sunday, the Thunder are losing again to the Timberwolves right now. Oh, really? Yep, by four. With how much left? Four minutes left, so it'll probably be over by the time we're done recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So what are the Thunder's issues? Okay. So what do we think, Johnny? What do we think? Uh... I mean, I think it's just gelling at this point. I mean, I think, I mean, we are still just like two, three games into the season, so I don't want to go too hard on it. But, um, yeah, I I think it's just a matter of of gelling, and I mean, Utah is just good too. Like Utah is just naturally good at defense, so they. They, that was one aspect. Like they, they're going to need a lot of time to develop chemistry on offense, but they're they're good from the get go on defense. Yeah. So like they can handle teams like Oklahoma City. They're not going to outscore them, but they can definitely make it ugly. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. And I think it was just a combination of them going up against that good of a defense and still like learning their new roles, learning how they need to make adjustments with all these new guys on OKC. Um, so. Does it worry you that? through almost three games. Carmelo is averaging 24 points per game, which is exactly his career average, but he's only averaging two rebounds and one and a half assists, and he's doing absolutely nothing other than scoring right now through three games. I mean, that's about <sighs> what you should expect out of Melo, so I don't... I'm he averaged not... six assists per game last year. Yeah, I mean... 
with the lack I mean, with the lack of assists is because he's just not going to have the ball that much, and then yeah. lack of rebounding because he's probably going to be further out of the paint this year because his role is just straight-up stretch four on OKC. So I don't really... I mean, I think it's nice that he's still scoring as much. If anything, I, I was worried if his scoring was going to dip, but he's still he's still putting up big numbers in that department. So I'm not that worried. Yeah, um, just with a quick look at tonight's game, he and Georgia combined 2 for 12 from 3, which I'm sure is why they're losing this close game. Yeah. Westbrook has inexplicably hit 4 of 6 threes. Whenever Westbrook has a good 3-point shooting night, it emboldens him for like an entire month. To just chuck from three like he's fucking Josh Smith. <laughs> I mean, why not? Because <laughs> he's one of statistically the worst three point shooters in NBA history. Only behind <laughs> Josh Smith. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how that goes. I think maybe it's a little too early, but something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, I just am immensely happy that their blowout victory over New York does not mean that they're going to go undefeated. <laughs> like people were acting like it did. Like, okay. That New York team is full of stiffs. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so last thing. Taking battle update. Uh, Hawks <laughs> apparently really bad at tanking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they're not as bad as the Nets, who beat the Hawks tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, there's that, too. I mean, with the Hawks, I was worried that they wouldn't... I mean, I think they're one of the worst teams in the league, but I was worried that they wouldn't be the worst because Mike Budenholzer, as I, I think, is just that good of a coach that can, like, <laughs> add. Like, whatever you think their benchmark is, like, I don't know, like 20 games, I think but just based on his coaching alone, that could be, like, 25. Yeah, he could probably add five games. But I also think that it's just early season and that they haven't really played anyone good yet. Yeah. So I'm not worried about them. Be good. <laughs> the Nets, I think, are certainly going to start losing games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have. I mean, they're still. Um, I mean, they have no Jeremy Lin. They have D'Angelo Russell. Um, I mean, they should be losing games. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can say. Really, at they this beat point. the the Hawks tonight by twelve. Oh, did they? Yeah. Which see. is Where a little bit... And they, like, really spread out the scoring. They had five guys in double figures. Oh, yeah. Alan Crabb scored 20 points. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool for Oh, Alan shit, Crabb. they got a 17-point game out of Damari Carroll. I thought he was, like, actually comatose. <laughs> he hasn't <laughs> been good in, like, three years. Let me see. Where is... Karis Levert, who's a very yeah, young that player. Guy. That is guy. he the rookie? No, he was there last year. Okay, Karis LeVert has apparently been super good so far this I season. I love Karis LeVert. He's, I, uh, he's averaging 12 points a game through three games. Yeah, I think that guy's going to be good. I think him and D'Angelo <laughs> Russell is a really, really good pairing in the backcourt. Um, and then, I mean, they have good young talent. I mean, Carroll and Mozgov are good veterans to have on a team like and this. And Trevor, Booker, Trevor yeah. Booker, too. And then Trevor Booker. And then you have young guys like Rondé Hollis Jefferson, D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, Alan Crabb. These are, these are guys that, this ain't that bad of a team. You know, I tried to tell you that earlier, and you were like, the Nets are terrible. <laughs> Only because I couldn't name any of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they still, I mean, they should still suck. They, I, they shouldn't tank that hard because they don't own their pick, so they should try and compete. Yeah. Just to reverse the trend of the, like, suckitude that they have going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, their depth severely drops off. After Alan Crabb and Trevor Booker, uh, Sean Kilpatrick was okay last year. 
Yeah, but he's not even playing. I don't know why he hasn't been playing. I don't know who these guys are that are playing ahead of him, but I don't really understand that. Yeah, uh, apparently Jared Allen has been good. He's just like a good rim-protecting center. Um, Which Zeller brother do they have? Tyler Zeller. Is he the shittiest one? Yeah. I guess. He can't get minutes, so... <laughs> he's uh, career stats 7-4. and four. That's so weird. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, I, I like the Nets. Um... I hope that they're. I hope that they are really good once they have all their draft picks back. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they have some young talent that I think that I think can be molded into a good playoff team. So we'll see where they are in a couple of years. But. I hope so. I just think that the clear and away worst team is going to be the Suns. Yeah, I mean now. I mean they pretty much have to trade Bledsoe now, and yeah. they just fired Earl Watson. I I don't. I thought that Earl Watson was actually a pretty decent coach, but I, it's difficult to like tell because they haven't been trying to win games. Yeah, and like I, I don't understand firing him. I don't understand that. Yeah, that yeah. culture of like tanking teams, firing their coach. I mean, you're trying to tank. Of course, like, they're not going to look good. It's because Robert Sarver, the owner, is a piece of shit, and so I'm sure he's just embarrassed by the fact that they lost so poorly. They want to lose, but they want to be competitive and lose. John. It's just like a statement move, I guess. Yeah, like uh, he's lost the culture. <laughs> <laughs> like they just lost a game the other night by two points. Like clearly, they haven't lost the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 really dumb for me to fire a coach you think is bad. You're gonna have to pay the guy anyway. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you mean, wanna lose. <laughs> and like I don't know what good coaches are out there. Um, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, not those are those are joke candidates. Please don't hire any of those fucking idiots. I mean, and even if they wanted to, I don't think they're willing to step out of the broadcasting no, booth for that. Absolutely time. not. Neither of them is taking that job. Yeah, Mark maybe, Jackson might because he's desperate to get back in. Yeah, maybe. Because he's like cannot reverse the stink of like thinking that Curry is bad at basketball. <laughs> yeah. Curry winning back to back MVPs. Yeah, it there's just been that <laughs> That idea that he was the one holding back the Warriors. <laughs> he's never gonna get rid of that man. No, they he's got not. they got rid of him, hired Kerr, and the next year they won the fucking championship. And Steph Curry was the MVP of the league. Yeah, you're never getting over that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's not gonna go to the Suns. The Suns need to either hire from within or hire a sucker who's just desperate for a head coaching job. Uh, Kevin McHale's available. <laughs> there is, Kevin and he McHale. is a clown. So. There is that. But do they have any true leaders on the team? <laughs> I don't know. Is uh, Devin Booker gritty enough? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Devin Booker, I no, I don't think that that's Devin Booker's style at all. But, Josh Jackson seems pretty gritty. Yeah. He when, did some finger guns at a fan. Yeah, when he's, <laughs> when he's not pretending to spray at fans. So. <laughs> he's got to get fined for that or something. I thought Which it was is, funny. I, I mean, it was funny. Also, Kyrie Irving telling a fan to suck his dick is funny, but he got that's fined twenty five grand. That's true. Yeah. Do you think Curry gets suspended just as a final thought? Because it's gonna hurt my fantasy team, and I already lost the first week. I mean, like, it's either a hefty fine or like a one game suspension. Bro, for I like... can't handle that. I can't handle <laughs> for like that. Uh... Take it out of his pockets, please. Did he actually hit the ref, or did it just go I don't in his direction? He, I don't think he hit the ref. I think it went in his direction, which is why he made the comment about if I wanted to hit the ref, it would have hit the ref. Which oh, is the right. funniest thing when people people use as a defense. If I wanted to punch you, I would have landed the punch. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> All right. I don't think he gets suspended. You know who doesn't have to say that? Bobby Portis, because he did <laughs> have to punch. 
Hey, ask me if I can punch somebody. <laughs> Nikola Mirotic still doesn't know what day it is. I mean, to be fair to him, he never knows what day it is because he's an Neanderthal. <laughs> okay, I think that just about does it for us. Um, thank you again for listening. Uh, we'll see if enough stuff happens during the week to warrant a midweek episode. We'll see, we'll see. Um, otherwise, you know, keep it real. Drink some Big Red. It's not bad soda. It's good soda. <laughs> All right, thanks again for listening, everybody. Check it!